Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Freidenberg in the Gross Point office. And our guest today is Nathan Steiner with Guaranteed Rate. He is a personal friend as well as our mortgage lender. Nathan is a senior vice president of mortgage lending with over 20 years experience in the mortgage industry. We really wanted to have him as our guest this week because we've been getting a lot of questions on you know, what the current rates are at. And we really wanted to bring in an expert that can help us understand what's going on. If you don't mind talking a little bit about this panic of like, even the R word, a recession. I would assume we are headed into a recession. And my triggers are, you know, you can read that people's savings are down, individuals' debts through the roof. They are becoming more and more conservative in their spending right now, right? So that's kind of three triggers. But then everyone thinks there's going to be a housing crisis. I just, I don't see the housing crisis. One, because the last 15 years, you've had standards that weren't precedented before as far as how we lend to consumers, right? And then you have still a strong labor market and you have probably one of the highest demands in the smallest inventory we've ever seen. But yeah, let's talk about that because I am seeing the demand is crazy, right? Like they're, yeah. if a house comes up in their price range, they're calling me and be like, how much can I offer? Like, can I offer over asking up until this amount? Because, and, and they're not getting them. Have people come in and say, oh, rates are so high. What should I do? I, I hate to, you know, get a mortgage at this rate. Um, but then obviously people are buying because when they right. go to actually make an offer on a house, they're disappearing on them. So you're seeing multiple offers, right? So then, you know, what we're looking at as far as how do we win in those multiple offers is, is you're seeing escalation clauses. So they're saying, okay, we're going to pay X amount and then we're going to escalate our price based on the highest offer to a certain amount, which is what we saw in COVID a lot. So you're seeing the appraisal waivers on everything. And then you're seeing quick closes. You're seeing you know, closing in eight days, closing in nine days to win, win that property. So um, you are seeing that. And then you're seeing people backstop their mortgages with a cash offer, basically. So they're removing their mortgage contingencies. So yeah, in the last three, four weeks, you've really kind of seen the uptick on that. And we have seen some relief as far as interest rates go from where they were, right? So we were seeing them in the sevens. Uh, we were seeing them in the high sixes, you know, they're anywhere from the high fives to the mid sixes probably right now. And you can assume we're not going to see too much more as far as Fed's hikes, maybe one more quarter percent hike. You know, I think you're going to start to see a little bit of relief there. Yeah, I mean, it all depends on on numbers, on inflation. The Fed has, in their last meeting, their language suggests that we're nearing the end of, of rate increases. Right. So right. that is probably the reason for some of the easing on the on mortgage rates. Correct. Yes. So yes. it's the uncertainty, just like like the equity market, when there's uncertainty as to what's going to happen, tend to over uh, <laughs> overshoot it, right? But mm -hmm. once there's some certainty that, okay, the Fed may raise one or two more times, uh, we're probably not going to see a 50 basis point rate hike. At that point, mortgage rates have settled, the market has settled, 
So it's that knowing that there is an end in sight. Now, I tell people we're obviously uh, at the mercy of headlines, right? So if if numbers come out that inflation's a little bit stickier than they thought at the last meeting, that's something that could could make the market spook on on inflation again. So, right. but as far as you know, what should I, should I wait? Are mortgage rates going to come down? When do you think they're going to come down? I mean, I know we can't predict these things. That's like people asking me what the market's going to do for the year. I've been telling people if you need to buy a house now and you find your house and you get you know your offer accepted, you mortgage it now. That's what you do. You can always refi in the future if rates come down. So yeah, you can. I mean, so so a couple of things. You can refinance where we waive all of your fees. There's no there's no charge to refinance, right? Um, and people have done and that's that lender forever. specific. So yes, correct. That's lender specific, but we can waive all of the fees. Um, and I mean, if you, even if you come back to when COVID initially started, you had a huge decrease in rates. And then again, during COVID, another decrease. So often people sometimes refinance twice during during COVID um, and we waive fees. So that's always a possibility, right? You've got, depending on the property and depending on how you can negotiate, you've got those buy down options, which, you know, basically say your, your start rate is 6%. And you do a two one buy down the first year, you're going to have a four percent rate. Second year, five percent, and then years three through thirty would be six percent. The objective with the buy down is that in those first two years, we do see a decrease in rate, so you're going to have a lower payment, and then we refinance you when that rate drops, type of thing as well. So it just keeps your payments lower. So you can negotiate that in there. But as far as buying, I agree. If, if it's a property you like. Um, property that you, you like can, and you can afford. I just have to add that in there as a <laughs> as a financial planner. That's always the question, right? Correct. Making sure that it that their monthly payments are something that's doable. Worry so much about where rates are are today versus where they're going to be in six months because you have those options, right? And and that's the conversations I have with all clients. So a lot of clients will say, well, "How much can I get approved for?" Right. So then we go. We actually dictate back to what's your comfort level as far as a monthly payment goes. And then we can kind of broaden, you know, we can kind of figure out where their price range is and you can move within that price range a little bit based on your comfort level. As you want to anticipate rates and then you want to anticipate any movement in taxes for those monthly payments. I'm projecting and you tell me, but based on what we have, probably still a four to 5% increase in appreciation. Not the appreciation we saw before, but because of the demand and the lack of inventory, you're still going to see homes appreciate. So if you find something you like, it still makes sense to buy it right now. It really depends on your timeline. If you're talking about buying something and you know flipping it or you know maybe in the short term, you're going to move again in a few years, that's a different scenario. But if you're looking at buying a home to live in for the foreseeable future, then yeah, it shouldn't the short-term movement in rates shouldn't dictate whether you buy it or not. Correct. Yeah. And could you touch again, you started talking about it, but I want to make sure we talk about, I, myself included, mm-hmm. still have PTSD from 2008, right? I mean, I bought a home in November of 07. I saw the house next door go in a short sale for half of what I paid for it like a year and a half after. Um, mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people in my age group feel that. And that is that thought of like, if we have a recession, it's going to be 08, 09 all over again in the housing market. And I don't believe that to be true. Um, and I know you mentioned the same thing, but let's talk about some of the reasons why, even if we have a recession, which most likely we will, whether it's mild, if we have one, why is it different from 2008? You can start with you don't have the non-conforming lending, meaning the the banks and the larger correspondent lenders, you know, all adhered to Fannie Freddie, and you know, prior to 08, 
if we said we couldn't approve you, there was a lot of non-conforming subprime market out there that could approve you. Okay. Um, I mean, that's what kind of got country right in trouble is their subprime market that they, they were lending in. But so from 08 to now, there is not a subprime market, right? So um, where I would say when I got in the business in, in 0102, the consumer more dictated the financing in the sense of if I couldn't do it, they could probably find it somewhere where, you know, 08 through 2023, the lending institutions, Fannie, Freddie, they're dictating the financing, right? So the borrowers have to meet their guidelines. Um and there's strict guidelines. I mean, you're documenting income. There's not really the no income verification loans like there was. Um, there, there's different, you know, jumps in between there. But you, you, where I would say the subprime market was based on a statistical analysis of credit scores and what people were expected to pay. After 08, the markets were dictated by what people actually could pay and their true income and in, in that stuff. Um, and then you have a lot of appreciation. So there's not saying that there's not going to be some type of fallout, right? Or there's not going to be um, some sense that people can't afford their homes, but they can sell at this point and walk away with money, right? So they right. Make so they're loans. not upside down in those loans. They have equity. Correct. Correct. More equity than ever. Yeah. More equity than they've ever had right now. Plus um, the demand still being strong. Yeah. The the demand, I mean, in, and that's the thing. I mean, you're... I would say for the gross point markets, a healthy market is probably 150 to 200 houses on the market. And you have 67 houses on the market in just the five gross points. And then that kind of statistic flows, you know, across the country from what would be considered a healthy market and what the inventory is out there right now. I will also say, I'll add to this another reason. I don't think we'll see the same type of thing. We've seen some layoffs, you know, the the buyouts with GM. Uh, we've had some tech buy or layoffs like Google, but people are able to find other jobs. So right. the job market is not what we had back in 08 and 09, um, or not what we saw during COVID when people were getting laid off and they just were laid off, right? So if you do lose your job or take a buyout option, the chances of finding another job relatively quickly are much higher than they were back in the last recession, at least as of now. We'll keep an eye on it. but. Um, that is something that gives me uh, less of a pause when people talk about, could we see another 0809 with the housing market? Right. Well, we have a strong labor market right now. So uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of my thoughts there. I mean, you can you never know. If we're talking local markets, I still think Michigan is, for what you get in Michigan, the values, you know, compared to other big cities and so forth. And I'm still seeing, I mean, I'm sure you're seeing this too, people moving from Chicago, New York, big mm-hmm. cities. Um, I don't feel that there's a reason to pause unless you know for sure your job is not secure or you don't have the proper income to afford the home at the current mortgage rates. I still like to see people have cash, emergency savings for things that come up for especially heading into a potential recession. But at the end of the day, it doesn't make sense for you to pay rent and pay somebody else's mortgage, not build that equity. Um, and especially with the low inventory, there will still be demand. If worst case scenario, you can't find another job, you lose your job, you can't afford, you should be able to sell your home and still likely have some equity in it. So those are some of the things that I'm talking to people about. Anything that I'm missing here that is worth mentioning? You know, I, I guess the the one thing is, 
it's educating yourself, right? So even, you know, I was having a conversation with two buyers on Friday that were looking at a house, didn't know, you know, they had not called yet for a pre-approval. So they weren't aware where rates were. They knew they were high due to the media or higher. But then when you broke down the payment, it wasn't nearly as high as they thought the payment would be, right? So it's educating yourself. So it's it's not just saying, well, I'm just going to hold off. It's more of understanding the market, understanding where the payments are. And then as houses approach, talking through each respective house and in understanding the payments, what they can afford on each specific home. And, you know, nine times out of 10, the payments are actually coming less than what they're anticipating in their head the payments will be. Um, but it's it's having those conversations. And just because you're having those conversations doesn't mean you're buying, but it's making you educated. Now, one of the questions I'm also getting is, how much should I put down? Like if people that want, that like to have more equity in their home, right now, maybe they would put less down just to have additional cash on hand, right? So especially going into, a, you know, a potential downturn. Um, if somebody gets a mortgage right now, and then a year from now, two years from now, they have extra cash and they wish they'd put more down. Talk to me about re-amortization, the ability to later, if you like to have extra cash on hand, uh, put the minimum down or put less down, and then later uh, be able to put some more money into it without changing the terms of the loan. Correct. So, um, so there's two things that come up as far as down payments, right? First thing is, is and you run into two options, someone that's selling their house, they haven't sold it yet, and they're buying a new house. So they may put as little as 5% down to start, but then they sell their current house and they're applying, you know, say another $100,000 to the principal of the new house. We do what's called a reamortization. So what that means is it simply adjusts the payment and it reduces that monthly payment based on the current interest rate. And if you're six months into it, you're still six months into the term. It doesn't reset the term. Everything stays the same, but it adjusts the payment based on your lump sum payment. And you can do that more than once. You can do it, you know, effectively five, six times if you wanted to. It just depends on, you know, how frequently you want to do it. You know, you had X amount and you wanted to reamortize it. You're still only going to have 20 years remaining on your payments. You're just adjusting it based on the lump sum you just applied to the, to the mortgage at that point. And I like that option because I, I like to cover both sides. So if interest rates go down from here, you can refi, put that money in there and refi and get a lower rate. If interest rates go up or stay the same, you don't have to, you can just yeah. add that money back into your loan and stay at the rate that you're at, which I think is nice for people to know because that uncertainty again of like, what are rates going to do? Well, here are your options. If they go up, here are your options. If they stay flat or go down. Correct. And then the, the other thing you get is, is, you know, say it's a, it's a new home buyer, someone that's already sold their house and in their head, they think they have to put 20% down. It, it's important to understand that mortgage insurance isn't as expensive as it once was. So if you're, you know, really pushing your cash to get to the 20%, you want to look at 15% down options. You want to look at 10% down options. You want to kind of graph all those comparisons out. And a lot of times consumers will see that 10% down isn't much of an adjustment on payment than the full 20%. And if it keeps $40,000, you know, just for a cushion and so forth, it may make more sense to do that than actually put the full 20% down. Absolutely. Because it's a lot harder to get that money out 
yeah. of your home. <laughs> That's what I tell people. You're going to have to pay yourself to get that money back. So it is. It's a lot easier to apply it if you want to after the fact than to pull it back out. Absolutely. Well, that's really good information. So Nathan, thank you so much for giving us an update. I know people are nervous just at the speed at which rates have increased. Um, So this is really helpful for those who are thinking about buying or in the process of buying, or again, in the case of divorce, where they have to either refi or buy a new home. So if somebody is listening and wants to get a hold of you, how is the best way to reach you? Easiest uh, way to reach me would be to call me, 313-570-3121. You can call or text me or my email is going to be Nathan at rate.com. I will also mention that if you are on Instagram or Facebook, you should follow Nathan. I'm going to put those links in the show notes because you have a lot of great information in there and you've been doing an excellent job of getting um, information out as it becomes available. So thank you for that. Thank you so much. I know you're a busy guy. So thank you for taking the time out of your day. And um, thank you to our listeners. If you're listening and you found this episode helpful, maybe you have a friend or family member that is currently looking to purchase a home, please do share. We really love and appreciate when you do that. Thanks so much. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter also found on our website.